Hello out there, ladies. It's Rochelle with another episode of Unabashed You, where we as women get to talk about stuff. Welcome to part two of the lengthy conversation that Jacqueline and I had about the stuff we're into now. She also wanted me to answer some questions, advice to your younger self, how to practice forgiveness, dating do's and don'ts, interview experiences, and finally, the top three tips for success that I have learned. I thought it was fantastic that she wanted to get a different viewpoint from her generation, and so now I invite you and welcome you to Dear Younger Me. I am welcoming back Jacqueline because we have some more things that we want to compare and chat about. Now, Jack, do you want to start with uh, stuff we're into, like round two? Or do you want to go to the other questions, the meteor questions first? Um, totally up to you. Your call. Your call. Okay. Why don't, why don't, oh, wait. Go what, ahead. Sorry. Okay. Did you have an idea? I'm so interested in um, what you'll say, though, for some of the questions. Yes, I am, too. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think let's do round two of the stuff we're into. That way the listeners can kind of hear them both kind of recent, like because we recorded this uh, last week, stuff we're into, and now this week, stuff we're into. So let's start. Again, the categories are entertainment, which can be obviously anything that's, anything that's entertaining, song, TV show, movie, etc. Tech, so that's podcast, website, app. Outside, so clothes, makeup, skincare, etc., etc. Inside, you know, spiritual, self-improvement, anything that helps you on the inside. Okay, let's start with entertainment. You, entertainment. Yes. So what are you into right now? I have a movie recommendation. Okay. Wait, so that, that goes under the same category. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. So the movie, a time to kill. Did you ever see it? Yes. I read the book. It's with Matt. Yes. Oh, that's right. It was a book too. Yes. So Matthew McConaughey, Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey is the lawyer and he's defending um, uh, Samuel Jackson, who's accused of killing two white men that raped his daughter. And it goes into race and um, really good for right now. Really watch. good for right now. So what's your, after seeing that, what's your takeaway? Um, gosh. Do you have My a takeaway? Take well, the movie was incredible. It was so well done. And his speech, do you recall his speech when, I don't want to give it away for people that haven't seen it. but the Not in particular, the end, not in particular, no. So I randomly found this movie too. Um, but the speech at the end, he's in court and he has, because Samuel L. Jackson did kill the two white guys, but he's trying to get them off. And he has the jurors and everyone in court um, close their eyes and he tells the story. And um, at the end, he has them 
saying, now picture, picture it, uh, the daughter was white. And that, and it changes everyone's perspective of, cause it was mm-hmm. in the South. It was, mm-hmm. The KKK was, I forget what era this was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but the KKK was still present. And so there was rioting. Um, the National Guard came out, but it was, it's a very moving movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's been a while since I've seen that one. That was good. The book was good. Oh, good. I'm glad you got to see it. So that's yeah. your recommendation. And like you said, yeah. it's very timely right now. Um, this isn't even mine, but did you see the movie Just Mercy? Which is a recent I, movie that I think you can get that, that kind of follows parallels, that same kind of you know racial injustice and very well done. Um, I haven't. I have to add that to my list, too. There's so many movies I have to see. Based on a true story, and this is Jamie Foxx and uh-huh. Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Got yeah, it. That's a good one. That is not even mine for entertainment. Mine for entertainment is Yacht Rock Essentials. And that is a playlist that you can get on either Pandora or Apple. No, not Apple. Or Apple Music, that's that is correct. Pandora Apple Music. And it just has a lot of fun, kind of lighter pop songs. Your mom would love it. <laughs> so it's called Rock. What was it? Yacht, like a ship. Oh. A yacht. Yacht Rock mm-hmm. Essentials. Now, my husband and I, I should say, I like to listen to it while we're, we've really been on this rampage lately of playing this game called Rummy Cube. Oh, yes. Have, oh, are you guys, have you been playing I've that? Played, I've played with you. Oh, you have? Don't you remember? At Morbor's house. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it was like, oh, you, you got a point. And I'm like, nope, nope, you didn't. There's like so many roles. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm aware of this game yeah. yeah well she she also plays it with cards but this is like the version that she does have with the tiles yes. and then the blue little like i call it a stadium for the tiles it's like a little uh-huh. you know a little you know, little rose for the tiles so we put we play that and we we have the music going we play the game and we don't play for points we don't play okay. for points. it's just for fun okay. Right. The one time we played for points, he got all Mr. Strategy on me, and it was like I was playing with a different person, and I was like, oh. I'm never doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> never playing for points again. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's just more fun. This was play for fun. All right. Tech, podcast website app. Hmm. Um, God. I have been listening to a lot of podcasts. I would say um, I was listening to Stassi. What's it called? She's from uh, Lisa Vanderpump show, Vanderpump rules. Right. Listening to hers. So now she's basically canceled because of um, she had a racist moment and she just got caught for it. Oh. So they, fired, they fired her. and I'm sure their, her podcast is going to be gone. But she can be very funny. Okay. But, um, yeah, so they've somehow, somebody found this racist moment she did, and it was all, now it's all over the internet. But, so, yeah, not, not hers, I guess, now. Um, I was trying to think of, I mean, 
the podcast I started the one you showed me um the Alec Baldwin one here's the thing oh yeah I just haven't finished it oh there oh there's so many there's there's nine years worth of podcasts nine years I love I love Joe Rogan's okay have you listened to his no I have not but is he so, is um, he for me though I'm not sure is he is he too too much? He has so many different guests on, and he is really smart. Um, Spotify just bought his, I guess, podcast and or signed him a new contract with worth a hundred million dollars. So now everyone's going to have to switch to uh, Spotify ah, if they want to listen. Ah, interesting. Okay, well, I love like him. Number one. Okay, I loved him on news radio, and that's a show you probably don't even know a thing about. But it was a sitcom, and he was on it. and He was very good on it. So I will okay. t- take your recommendation and give it a try. Mine yeah. is the Vox podcast with Mike Erie, and it is um, Mike Erie is a pastor that we'd heard several times at a. Christian family camp that we go to in the summer. And he decided that there wasn't enough authentic conversation uh, in the Christian community with people that disagreed with each other. Also, he has a lot of non-Christian listeners who listen because he has a way of explaining things. And he also says, hey, you don't you don't have to agree with me at all. And he'll have on people that he doesn't agree with, but he'll just say, this is out there and I think you should hear about it. And he won't later say, oh, I totally disagree with that. He's just saying you need to listen and make up your own mind. So, and that's kind of refreshing sort of in the, in the Christian world, so to speak, to, to have somebody with that kind of a high profile, really encouraging, open, debate and conversation. So I've been listening to that one for ever since it started. So it's probably been, well, it's been close to four years. So that's been a long time. What was the name? One more time. I'm writing it down. So VOX, Vox Podcast. And there's another one, but you have to get the one with Mike Erie, E-R-R-E. Okay. And if you do that, start from the beginning. So go all the way back to one because he, he, it's just... And it's very real, and there are interruptions, and his uh, his son will come in sometimes and say hi. He has a special needs son, and you know it's just like he's not trying to be all polished and perfect. So, right, I like. Oh, that. I love that. I, I like love that too. That he brings people that he doesn't agree with too. Absolutely. All right, and let's see. We've got outside, outside. So makeup, skincare, clothes. What are you into right now? We, we had a great tip. I haven't gotten any of the SC nail polish yet, but I'm going to. It's on my list. I got your hand, I got your hand cream. My oh, my nice. gosh. Did you? Yes. Do it you? is really nice. Because it, it's not too, you know, sometimes the, the fragrance is like, oh, my gosh. Stop. Totally. And then sometimes, yeah. and do you love it? I do. We keep it um, on the coffee table. So oh, we'll all be out there. And we were giving each other like hand massages. Um, it was funny. We're having a good time. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. My outside one is shoes. And I might have already had this conversation with you in person. All birds 
shoes. All birds, one yes. word, all birds, shoes. They're basically yes. tennis shoes, and they're made from eucalyptus trees, merino wool, and sugar cane. So they're trying really hard to use resources responsibly, sustainability, all that good stuff. Honestly, I think I have five pair. I am. I might even have one or two more than that. That's how much they're I love really them. popular. Colton has them too. Very well. Yes, they are, they are getting popular. They're getting very popular. But, but outside of the fact that you're supporting a company that's really trying to do right by the environment, they're just right. downright comfortable and cute. Uh huh. And what else do you need? Comfortable and cute. You know? Yeah. I think they're based in San Francisco because a lot of people in the city wear them. Really? I believe it was a startup that started in San Francisco. Okay. I'll have to look into that. I believe. Inside, spiritual self-improvement. For me, walking and uh, horse hill is behind us and walking and feeding the horses And I would say laughter, not taking anything too serious. If my roommate and I might get into a little bit of an argument, I mean, let's let it go. So laughter and letting everything go. Right. That's very good. And walking was mine last time. So you've got walking this time. All right. Mine is uh, how I begin each day. Well, I I have several things I do, but I'm only going to highlight one of them. It's a book called Grace for the Moment, and I'm going to read you today's entry because I thought it was very perfect for the day that we were going to share. Shortcuts is the title. They continue saying things that mean nothing, thinking that God will hear them because of their many words. And that's from Matthew 6, 7. And this is what the author, Max Lucado, then writes about that. I love the short sentence. What follows are cuts from some of my books and a couple of others. Keep the ones you like. Forgive the ones you don't. Share them when you can. Pray all the time. If necessary, use words. Mm -hmm. God forgets the past. Imitate him. Greed I've often regretted. Generosity, never. Don't ask God to do what you want. Ask God to do what is right. No one is useless to God. No one. Nails didn't hold God to a cross. Love did. You will never forgive anyone more than God has already forgiven you. It's beautiful. And that oh, is, I have that book. This, this one? Yes, yes. That's okay. next to my bedside. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I just, it was perfect. Today's was like that. So perfect because just these quick little quips, but then you kind of stop and it's like, can you pray without words? Well, yes, apparently. Yes. Just kind of being quiet and stepping into presence and Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all good. We're going to come back to one of those when, because you had some really good questions that we're going to next, uh, well, after you tell us what your, in, in, oh, did you, your walks, your walks, feeding walks, the horses. Yes. yes. Okay, right. Yes. Okay. 
So that mm. concludes our stuff we're into round two. Now we're going to head into some questions that Jacqueline came up with that we are both going to answer questions that are really gave me some great time of reflection and thinking and answering. So do you want to lead this section? No, but I want you to lead. I don't (laughs) like leading. Okay. All right. The first thing you posed was advice to your younger self, lessons, regrets. So, and Mm -hmm. I did share with you that song, Dear Younger Me. Yes. By Mercy Me, which is a good song. All right. So advice to younger self, lessons, regrets. What are yours? Um... I'm not totally trying to be funny, but don't date. I think that (laughs) I think really, I mean, yes, I'm being a little funny about it, but don't date. I think that, um, you know, you're so young, you're going to make so many mistakes and you know, our brains aren't, well, I guess now I'm 30, but my brain wasn't even developed then. Um, judgment is off you know, they say your brain doesn't develop until you're late or mid twenties. You're right. And, um, I would just say, you know, don't date. I don't even think teenagers in high school should have licenses. Like we're, you don't need to go anywhere. (laughs) So don't date and kids can't drive. (laughs) Okay. Those are good. Any other lessons or regrets that you want to share? Um, so I'm looking at some of my notes. I would say, um, early twenties, a mistake I had made, um, dating, I had cheated and that was a result from too much drinking. And it took me like years to, you know, forgive myself. And I actually saw a priest and then I felt so much better, but I remember I used to be vacuuming and I would talk, I talked to Sandy, my aunt Uh about this. I would be vacuuming and I would just, it would click and I would start ruminating about it. And, um, I just, it took me so long. I mean, it was a mistake. I would never have done it. You mean that that's my main point is you're too young. You're going to hurt the people that you actually love. And you should wait. Um, so, yeah, don't I, date. I like that. Don't date, don't drive, and maybe don't drink so much. Maybe those are the three Ds. Drink, drive. Uh, exactly. Uh, what was the other one? Date, drink, drive. Yes. Exactly. Okay, there you go. I, I like that, the three Ds. Okay. Okay. I actually wrote mine out because I just thought, you know, this like you, like you, it's a few little notes. Dear younger me, you've got a wild ride ahead of you. Lots of ups and downs, just like everyone else. Death, pain, suffering. No one gets out of here unscathed. Find me someone who hasn't struggled in some way. And I think we will find someone who hasn't fully lived or hasn't developed depth of character. Great things, worthwhile things, 
require toil. Now, just a couple of things to guide you. Regret is wasted if you don't learn anything because it's what you do next that matters anyway. Mm -hmm. Make things right to the best of your ability and then let it go. You are not alone ever. Your faith will be there to dry your tears, pick you up when you've fallen, and to celebrate your joy. You are loved always and forever. The end. Oh my gosh, I loved that. <laughs> I mean, it, it totally like went against what I said. I'm like, don't date. You're like, you have to forgive yourself. I mean, it went with it too, having to forgive yourself and move on. Yes, and let it go, like that Frozen song that I don't really know how to sing, that Frozen song, but that Frozen Short song, time. let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let right. it go. All right, your next topic was, how do you practice forgiving yourself? You've, you've made mention of an incident in which you had a very difficult time forgiving yourself, and then going back and, you know, obsessing over it some more, working through it maybe a little more. How do you practice forgiving yourself? How do you do it? So I definitely have always struggled with that because when I cheated in my early 20s, um, I always thought I really hadn't made any really bad decisions. I was pretty good um I mean, maybe drinking and stuff like that in high school, but I was pretty good about not hurting people. And I would say I had called my mom and told her about it. And she goes, well, now, you know, you're no angel. And cause I kind of like prided myself with, you know, how could other people do that? And look what she did and look what I did. So it made me more human and I kind of had more, I do have more empathy for people because I had myself on this like high horse that, and I, I did something really, I was not proud of. So, um, to say how I forgive myself, praying, letting it go, um, talking, talking to people. I tell, I will tell everyone what I've done. Usually if I feel really bad about something, I have to tell somebody um, we have one life to live too. And I don't think God or, you know, my loved ones would want me to live like a torture no. life. And, you know, right now you have to move on. Yes. Agreed. And I think mine were just very much almost exactly like yours. Self-talk It. I did the best I could then, and when mm -hmm. I, I knew better, I did better. So when right. you, you know better, you do better. So right. that, that's very, I think, freeing and forgiving. Prayer, mm -hmm. if God forgives me, then why aren't I forgiving myself? Right. And it goes totally. back to that, that last one um, from the book. Um, you will never have to forgive anybody more than God has already forgiven you. And that includes yourself. Mm -hmm. I also said expressing myself to the other. So, and, and, and that, 
obviously, you know, friends and things we you share feelings with. I'm talking about the person that I quote unquote wronged or had mm-hmm. a miscommunication and misunderstanding with. Uh, I I have I for some reason I have this deep need to be understood and heard. So I would mm-hmm. want to express myself to that other person. And then after that, I can move on. I'm, I then can really release it. I, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't matter to me how they react, but I did my part. My part was to own up to it or to maybe share some um, things I was going through at the time that helped me make that poor decision or whatever the situation was. And then after that, you know, how they react, that's their reaction. And I hope, um, you know, that that makes a difference and that we can reconcile or whatever, but maybe not. Sometimes you've got to, you know, move on and let, you've got to, you know, move on into healthy relationships and not keep certain people in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've learned that I, as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And then writing, sometimes journaling. I don't journal every day or anything like that, but I've been through periods of my life where I have, of, um, you know, to get it out, you know, it's really, right. really helpful. And then, you know, reading sometimes a book that might, you know, whose theme might be, how do I forgive myself or whatever, you know, those kinds of things uh-huh. are, can be helpful also. So we had extremely similar, and like you said, talking to a friend who's going to help you, like, it's, you know, come on, you've, you've already tortured yourself enough, you keep moving. Mm-hmm, Let I agree. All right, our next topic, dating do's and don'ts. So this is advice, maybe some general experience. So you're, you know, you, you, Are you wanted, starting or am I you're, starting? you're, you're going to, I think you're going to start. That's kind of seems to be how yeah. we're doing it. We go, you, uh-huh. well, we can go out of order. I can, I can start. I mean, I'm totally flexible. Do you, what would you like? Um, so I already said don't date, but so if people are going to date, I would say, well, this was in your I, younger years. You said, okay, now sure. you're okay. Okay. So, Yes. Are we talking about, so I do have bullet points, but are we talking about like now? Whenever, whenever. Okay. I would say stay open. You never know. Cause I've definitely met people and would think you're not the one for me. And then you get to know people and then you start actually liking them. So <laughs> possibly give people a chance. Okay. Um, that's a good, that's a do. Don't judge the book by the cover. Just okay, yet. and a don't. It's a do and a don't. Yes. Be open. Don't judge the book by the cover. Okay, good. But I do think but then on the flip side, there's the Maya Angelou quote. Um, when someone shows you their, their colors the first time, I'm, I'm quoting it wrong, but believe them. Yes. When it's someone shows you who they are, believe them. But it's you know, so valid that. Yeah. And that's a character thing, though. Don't mm-hmm. you think that's a character thing? Right. So if you're dating somebody and you're seeing you're seeing these things, don't just ignore it. There's exactly. That, um, exactly. There's that. There's another quote when um, God, what is it? 
Kelsey Hanley told this to me. She said, oh, we're not supposed to use last names. Okay. Okay. Well, she said, when you see rose color, or when your stop signs look like stop signs, when you're wearing um, rose colored glasses. Nope. I'm quoting it wrong, but there's another good one. Just don't be aware. Be aware. Believe, Believe people. They'll show you who they are. Yes, they will show you who they are. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. If you do get that quote, shoot it to me and I will I, know. I will include it. No worries. No worries at it's all. It's a good one. I'll think about it. But okay. Yes. So any other do's, don'ts, advice? Um, let's see. Mm. Gosh. I don't think I have any. Do you have any? Well, I I, I do, but I, I want to be sure you feel that you've had enough of an opportunity I, to be heard from what the notes or our conversation. I I pretty much listed it. Yes, okay. I'm good to go. Okay, I want to hear yours. Alrighty, my dues are to be yourself. Mm-hmm. I think especially in our younger years, we're too quick to you know kind of morph and change into who we think. The guy wants us to be, and I'm not saying being flexible, like, oh, I've never can, but I'm willing to try it. I mean, that's different. I'm saying be yourself, whoever that Uh is. Um, Move forward in living your life. And that's going to come down to a don't, which is that waiting around for the guy. He might text, he might call, I should probably wait around, you know, he might... He might, Uh, you know, text me at 10 p.m. and want to swing by. I mean, oh, no. Move forward living your life. Yeah, not your soulmate. That's not at him. Exactly. All right. Then my next one is you can make the first move. Mm -hmm. I think that's fine. I have. Mm -hmm. It's been successful at different times. Um, That's okay. But... My number four is, I have four, Uh if he's into you, he will pursue you. Right. Even if you make that first move. So you don't have to keep making the moves. Mm -hmm. If he's into you, he will pursue you. Right. Okay, so my don'ts. Yeah, so my don'ts. Okay, so I, I love that. The don'ts. I'm okay, and excited. and I think this whole episode will just that this will end up being the body of the text on the website. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need your notes. Okay. Okay. Don't don't be quick to give yourself away. Mm-hmm. And you can interpret that in a variety of different ways, but don't be quick to give yourself away. Don't talk yourself into liking him or don't talk yourself into him liking you based on a little morsel or a little crumb he's thrown your way. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, oh, didn't you? Oh, but he looked at me or, or whatever, you know, we like amplified in our brains that, you know, he likes us because he did this tiny, tiny little thing. Don't talk yourself into mm-hmm. that. Oh, he likes me. I, I He's into <laughs> me. He's so into me now. Okay. The, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's probably not. 
Okay. No. And don't stretch the truth in your favor. Rationalize, justify his inability or unwillingness to pursue you. Mm-hmm. You know, because, well, oh, but he's he's with his buddy six nights a week or, you know, what, whatever it is that we do as women, especially young women, we will, we just give the benefit of the doubt and, oh, yeah, he's, you know, whatever. Okay, because he's busy, he's working, like, no. Yes, yes, no. yes. Obviously, I've done all these things, which is why I can, yes. I, which is so why I can write about them. Okay, mm-hmm. and so that it, what I said before is, is don't hang around waiting for texts, calls, or or what he said to someone else about you. You know, so after that initial meeting, like he might, you know, tell your friend, "Hey, I think Jacqueline's really hot." You know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, get to know her or whatever. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But after that initial, it shouldn't be, well, what did he say about me? Or he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be telling somebody to tell somebody else what he thinks of Mm -hmm. you. No, 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 no. That's right. No. After that initial meeting phase is over, he should be saying it to you. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. And I never read this book. But I love the title and the philosophy behind it. He's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. Did you remember There's him? a movie too. It's it's really long. It's but... based on the book. It's based okay. on the book. And you, now, yes. I never read the book, and I don't even need okay. to read the book. I I can get the gist of it from the title. He's just right. not that into you, and I think women need to young women, women of any age, actually, this applies all the way through life. You know, when he's into you, Mm -hmm. you know it, you don't have to manufacture Mm -hmm. it. You don't have to talk yourself into it. If he's into you, you're going to know it. Mm -hmm. And if that's not the case, he's just not that into you. Mm -hmm. So move on and let it go. Yes, us women like to have, like, try to cast spells and like what they like. It's not going to work. No. So, no. And, and I think there's such an attraction to an independent, confident, well-rounded woman that is alluring to mm-hmm. the right guy. Again, to the right guy. Right. Does have to, I, I hope that makes some kind of sense. No, I love it. Okay. It does. All right. So experience with dating, you wanted a story. And so I assume then you've got a story to share. <laughs> a funny well, dating this one's, story. This one's funny, but it's also disturbing. <laughs> this was, it's disturbing. This was quite a while ago, a long, not, I would say a long time ago, but I remember I was dating a guy and he was a bartender and we were on a double date with my girlfriend and her serious boyfriend. They lived together and we're on a double date. And he somehow got into conversation and he uh, said he thought, no, he believed that the GHB, the roofie, the date right. rape drug was legal. And we all looked at each other so puzzled. And I'm like, you're kidding. And do you buy this? And then that was the end of that guy. But I mean, what? 
and you're a bartender. Oh. But he thought that that was legal. Whoa. Really weird. Um, and then there was other weird things with him too. I remember being in his car and I also got cheated on in my early twenties. So I always was paranoid to get cheated on again. Just I'm ready to catch somebody. And I remember being like, I'm looking for it like hard. And I remember being in his car and a girl's name had wrote her or a girl like Sarah wrote her name in the fog and it popped up and I go, what is this? What is this? And he goes, Oh, it's, um, it was a coworker. I don't know why she did that. I gave her a ride to her car after work. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I buy that either. (laughs) So, I mean, you live and you learn. Yes. That was, that was the end of that guy. Okay. So it sounds like he went out with him a couple times, a few times. Yeah. Um, the date rape drug thing was very disturbing. And then there was also no connection. He was good looking, but it was just, there was nothing there. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I don't even know what he definitely didn't even like me either. I wouldn't even know why we had nothing to talk about. Right. Okay. So flags all over that play. And so that was the end mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so my experience with dating, I, I have two stories. One is uh, uh, the first date I had with my husband, who obviously we weren't married at the time for our first date. I learned what swooning was and swooning is a very old fashioned word. And Uh it, for me, it just meant when he walked in the door, I, I just kind of, my knees buckled just a little bit and I was sort of overcome with his handsomeness and he smelled really good and my knees just kind of buckled. And I was like, Mm -hmm. whoa. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm thinking, wow, I know what swooning is now. Right. So that was a fun first date. Wow. I yes. can't believe your knees buckled. But you had already met him? Or no, see, here, was... yeah, I mean, this would be a whole Wait. other episode. But we I knew, forget this story. Yes, yes we but... knew of each other through right. mutual friends, but always like on the periphery. He was married and had kids. You know, I was doing my thing over here. And so occasionally our circles would, oh, hi, how are you? And, you know, it was, uh, but we never, and I I would not have told you way back then, oh, I think he's, he's really handsome. He's for me. I mean, I, I, I never thought of him in that way. I didn't look at him in that way. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, it was a blind date because a mutual friend sort of set us up once we were both sort of free. And I said, I haven't seen him in so long. I have no idea what he looks like anymore. And in my head, I'm thinking, am I even going to be attracted to him? I have no idea. Maybe we're just going to be friends. So uh-huh. she showed me a picture and I was like, yeah, he looks he, he, he looks pretty nice to my eyes. So yeah, that and that, was, the, there wasn't Facebook back then. No, 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 right. no. Oh, yeah. We can All be right. stalking now. Yeah. So our second date actually was after I'd had major surgery. And so I was recovering from that. And he wanted to come over and make me dinner, which earned huge points. And at one mm-hmm. point he went, where's your flower? And I was like, my flower, you mean like, like flour like cooking with flour and he goes yeah I'm gonna make a cheese sauce for the broccoli and I was like what what 
Oh my gosh. I know. Yes. I know. It was like too good to be true. Too good to be true. Uh-huh. So, and he brought over a movie because he knew I liked movies. And we held hands super romantically. Like, I didn't know you could hold hands oh. this romantically. But it, it was just so romantic and sensual. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting really hot and bothered over hand-holding. I mean, who knew hand-holding oh could be gosh. such a thing? Okay, so our third date, jump to the third date. Where we're uh-huh. going to uh, a movie, then to dinner. So we we go to the movie, and we're sitting there, and we were chatting or something, and somebody's name came up. I said, "Oh, did you mention to so and so that you know we started dating or that we're seeing each other or something?" And he's like, "I mean, he started like freaking out." And oh yeah, they and, panic. Yeah, he started to panic, and then the movie uh-huh. started, and I, I could feel him kind of like inch away from me a little bit <laughs> oh my god and then every once in a while a big sigh would come out and I was like uh-huh. oh this guy's freaked he's freaked totally okay Oof. so then at uh dinner you know I was like I you know I noticed that that really was like a trigger for you I, I said um you know that we're dating or seeing each other I mean you know we've made no promises to each other but he's like yeah we're friends I said mm, Mm-mm. No, I said I don't know about you, but the way we held hands the other night, I I don't do that with my friends. That's not not something I do. And if you do, right. wow, you've got a different kind of friends than I do. So we uh-huh. we just and the evening progressed, and we just you know chatted, and then he came back to my house, and we kept chatting and. Uh, Sean, my young son at the time, was spending the night at a friend's house, so that wasn't an issue. I was a single mom. And, you know, it's getting later and later and later. And he's like, you know, I should get going. Then we'd start talking. I should get going. Still no move toward the kiss. And I'm thinking, uh-huh. this is date three. I'm not even looking, you know, for, you know, anything other than I would like to connect with a kiss. Could we please at least, you know, kiss? That's all I want. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, um, I said to him, you know, it was like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. I mean, I maybe had one glass of wine with dinner, so I wasn't buzzed or anything. But I, you know how you start to get kind of like punchy and silly and delirious when you're really tired? Mm-hmm. At least I do. I mean, I was, so I said to him, I think I'm going to have to file some kind of formal protest if you don't kiss me tonight before you leave. So it was oh kind of God. like funny, but then yeah. it was also like getting the message out like, dude, right. make Just a move. being honest. Dude, yeah. make a move. So he leaned over and he kissed me, and we've been together ever since. Wow. You shot your shot. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. And, and I... After that, I realized he was very skittish because of his divorce and all of that. And I just thought, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not in any hurry for anything whatsoever. And I like this guy. He's a good guy. So I'm not, whatever is, however, whatever. I mean, I had no real agenda no timetable, no ultimatums, no pushing, no nudging. 
And be, and he will say it now. Because of that, it just sped the whole process up, and we were engaged within a year and married oh three months later. Gosh. And that, that wasn't even, like, on my radar. It wasn't. So Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun dating story. But I've got a that's funny so dating story where I very, very briefly dated a famous comedian. And I met him at the restaurant I was working at. And wait, I want to know what can we tell his name or no, no, no. Oh, okay. Will you ever tell me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Text it to me. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. And you, first of all, you don't know who he is. Okay. I'll, I'll be looking him up. But yes. Yeah. Yes. So we met at the restaurant where I worked and we, he asked me out for drinks afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so we went for drinks and we went for a walk and we talked and we did a little kissy face on the boardwalk and we exchanged numbers and he used to call me when he was going to be on TV and say, Hey, we watch and then let me know what you think. And, and then if I saw him and I didn't know he was going to be on, I'd call him and say, Hey, oh my gosh, that was so funny. And so it really was just a friendship. Right. It, it didn't end up being anything, but it was just a fun little experience to add into my dating life. Little repertoire. Yes. Yeah, that's a humble brag. Yes. Yes. Um, so is he still in San Diego or no? Or he, does, he doesn't live there? No. Mm-mm. Okay. That is fun. I yes. like that story. All right. I thought you would. I thought you would. Okay. So now you wanted to know about in- interview experiences. Crazy interviews and crazy bosses um so crazy i'm going i'm going yeah so i had this is back in 2015 i worked for a real estate agent in malibu she was right on the pch i don't know how she had all this money but she had the Range Rover, the Bentley, and then two kids. And her husband was an actor. And she was a huge alcoholic. Huge. I mean, I would show up in the morning and she'd be drinking Keystone beer. Keystone, is that the brand? No idea. And I think it's called Keystone. And she'd be smoking weed. So she would rent out one of her homes in Malibu So I would do that and do the Airbnb and other real estate assistant work. And she would be drunk and high and smoke weed in front of the kids. I would drive her to go pick up the kids from school. I even drove them to the kids' open house. I DD'd. And we're, we're showing up late. The kids really wanted to go. The parents didn't. We're showing up late. She goes, oh, just park it in the dirt over here. And I mean, <laughs> so odd. I would, I would just be. And then there was a night where the husband was keeping me to stay. And she wanted me to leave. But she's my boss. But he wanted a ride out because I was living in Hollywood at that time. And he was going to go to um, this club. And she was like, how well? They're fighting, screaming, swearing right in front of me. The kids are in the other room. I'm like, what is this? It was so odd. Um, So odd. 
And what was it? I mean, I drove him. He had a DUI and I drove him one time to, he had a Bentley and I drove him to an audition. <laughs> he was actually in the movie. Um, it was just so weird. She had all the money and he was, he was an actor that, um, he definitely has parts, but he's not like famous, famous, but he was right. in the movie strangers. Did you ever see the scary movie strangers? No, I don't like scary movies. Oh, okay. Um, so scary, but it was just crazy. That does sound Next. extremely unhealthy in, in, mm-hmm. in every way, in every way for everyone. I didn't really have a crazy interview, but kind of an unusual interview was that I got a job through the yellow pages back when there were yellow pages. You know, you Uh had your white pages, you had your yellow pages. And I decided I wanted to be a sales rep for a wine company. And so I went through and called all the wine companies. So we call that cold calling. I don't even know if that's still an expression anymore. Cold calling means they they don't know you're calling. And I... I called and I've called this one guy and he and he said, yeah, I am looking for somebody. And I was hired. Uh-huh. So it, it turned out to be a legitimate company. I learned a lot about sales. I learned a lot about wine, of course. And it was a lot of fun. So that was a kind of a crazy way to get a, an interview. And uh, crazy boss, I've not really had crazy bosses, but kind of along your lines of like, a really unhealthy situation. I did work for somebody who was one of those people that uh, the the ends justify the means. So in other words, it doesn't matter how we get there, we're, mm-hmm. we're, it doesn't matter as long as we get uh-huh. to the goal. So she was, you know, she could manipulate, calculate, alienate people to get her way. I, I witnessed her firsthand doing many unethical things and she had many detractors but people were afraid of her, and they were afraid to rock the boat. It was tense, unhealthy, and there were people who were her advocates, and it was hard for me to understand how they could support her. So very polarizing, kind of like today's climate. Mm-hmm. I became vocal in a respectful way, and I was soon on her bad list. I mean, she didn't literally have a list, but you knew the good people and the bad people, and I quickly made it over to the bad list because I advocated for other people and I advocated for right and all of that sort of thing. And she would turn red when she saw me because she, you know, she knew I was, you know, I wasn't about kind of how she operated. She even tried to prevent me from doing various positive things for the, for that work community. Mm-hmm. And then, so I left after nine years and I wasn't, she wasn't my boss for all nine years, but I did leave with her at the helm because I thought I cannot thrive in this environment anymore. This is so unhealthy. So I, mm-hmm. I left very specifically because of her, but I, wow. I, you know, I feel like, you know, God used that to bring me in different directions. So I, I had to trust going through that very, Strange experience. All right, we're ending on this, wow. which is your top three tips for success. Top three tips for success, our final topic. So what are your top um, three? Your- my top three, I'm kind of echoing. I don't know if it's my computer or yours, but um, my top three, well, just in short, I'll paraphrase. Uh, I would say that, I, in the past, 
would always try shortcuts and, <laughs> in life. And it just, it, sometimes it would work, but I would say it does not work. It does not work. Don't try shortcuts. And I, I honestly don't think I would listen to advice um, when I was way younger. I really thought that everything was going to be served to me. Okay. I really did. I just did. And so I would be also say, don't be naive because you're going to have to learn to stand out and you're going to have to do the work and also talk to people, meet people. I did a ton of, um, what are they called? Informational interviews. And that really helped me to learn about the job market and what people do. Um, but there is no shortcuts, unfortunately. I really thought I could just charm my way into getting the best job. And I would go on interviews after interviews for companies that I really wanted. And I would do the, I would know, do the background. I would know who's in what department. And I would know the mission statement and what they stand for and yada, yada, yada. And I wouldn't get it because I didn't have the experience like, um, Joe Blow. Right. He did. He had the inter- internship or so you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Good advice. So I learned the hard way. So no shortcuts, do the work mm-hmm. and stand out. Oh, oh, I meet people talk and meet people, meet people and don't be naive thinking that you're special. Well, not your spot. You know what I Every, mean? Everybody has, everybody is special if you look at it that way. Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. Okay. I like those. And I like those and, and hear from a, a brand spanking new 30 year old. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Okay. My top three, do your best. Mm-hmm. So that means excel and go beyond expectations. Mm-hmm. Two, take initiative. Show you have ideas on how to improve things. Three, be a servant leader. This is leadership that looks for ways to help and support others without trying to get credit. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like being a team player, but you're 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 about the other people, and you're you're not like, oh, look at me, I'm helping everyone. No, because whatever you do to help someone else only helps the place you're working for. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. You you feel I totally agree with that. Yeah, you feel good because you're like, I I have some time right now. I I'd love to help. I see you need help. Let me help you. Hmm. I mean, wouldn't you want someone to do that for you? I would. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. Speaking up too, and they want to know your ideas. I've gotten called out by bosses for not speaking up. I've been called on. Well, how do you feel about this? What do you think? And sometimes you can get insecure. I think being a woman that you don't want to seem, um, in front of like your managers or people higher above them that you know better, but they want to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. Maybe not all the time, but. Oh, absolutely. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and and maybe not even in a meeting situation, but in a like, Hey, do you have a minute? Can we set up a time to talk? I I have an idea. I want to run by you. 
You know, right. have we ever thought of trying this before? And oh, we did and it didn't work. Well, do you think we could try it again? This is like a better timing. I don't know. It just, I think people like, it's kind of like it's a reflection of the fact that you're not just clocking in and clocking out. You, mm-hmm. you, you want to do well. You want the company to do well. You want the people that you're surrounded with work-wise to do well. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes about mm-hmm. your character. 100%. And it's all about growing with the company and the company has to evolve too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Change is good. Change is good. All right. I am going to sign us off for just one second. I'm going to say thank you, Jacqueline. So hang on the line if you would. Thank you, Jacqueline, for being with us again. I'm, I'm so excited that every once in a while we're going to have one of these where we just, you know, we just ponder. I like to ponder things. And I think you like to ponder things too. So we get to mm-hmm. ponder them together. So until next time. I love you. Thank you. Love you. power and impact in sharing our stories, sharing our thoughts, our missteps, what we've learned. I can't help but feel less alone. I feel a connection, a unity through the conversations we've been having. As ever, thanks to my frequent sidekick, Jacqueline, for her willingness and for her ongoing curiosity about life. Thanks to you, listeners. You are the reason that these conversations are taking place. If you have something to add or want to check out the blog that goes with each episode, you can find us at unabashedu.com. And as always, we welcome questions, ideas, or feedback at unabashedu at gmail.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already done so, please take a moment to rate and review. They do not collect any personal information, and it takes about 30 seconds. It's a great way for the podcast to be discovered and to reach more and more women who can be part of the movement. I feel compelled to help you feel good about who you are exactly as you are. You are enough. Our blessing today is in the way of song lyrics. Dear younger me, where do I start? If I could tell you everything that I've learned so far, then you could be one step ahead of all the painful memories still running through my head. I wonder how much different things would be. Dear younger me, dear younger me, I cannot decide, do I give some speech about how to get the most out of your life or do I go deep and try to change the choices that you'll make because they're the choices that made me. Even though I love this crazy life, sometimes I wish it was a smoother ride. Dear younger me, dear younger me, if I knew then what I know now, condemnation would have had no power. My joy, my pain would have never been my worth. If I knew then what I know now, would have not been hard to figure out what I would have changed if I had heard, Dear Younger Me. By Mercy Me, the song. Now go be unabashed. Be you. Mm-hmm.